Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. I am Kelly. Happy, well, it's not birthday. Um, happy. It's not? No, our birthday was May 25th. Oh, 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 I thought you were talking about America, the country. Well, this is not coming out on July 4th, so. But we're recording it on July 4th. Don't, so. don't give the audience such a, like, you don't, they don't need to know that. We don't want them to know when we record. Audience, we're recording on July 4th in the middle of the ocean. Wait. On an oil rig. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, sponsored by Enron. I don't think we should say that. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> I think maybe we should tell the truth. <laughs> there is no truth. There's no objective truth in this universe. Um, there's one objective truth, Kelly. And what is that? We are very near 100 episodes of Talking Games. Yippee! And we've made a very exciting decision. Yippee! We're doing a three-part special. It's a very musical episode, apparently. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, it's hilarious. I, 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 uh, I don't know. Part one is today. Episode 98 is going to be all about my perfect co-host, Kelly. <gasps> Whoa. Next. Not sponsored by Enron. No, only Andrew is sponsored by Enron. <laughs> Episode. <laughs> Why are you Sorry. laughing at me? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to keep going? Yeah. Okay. Episode 99, which will come out next week, if you're listening at time of recording, will be, well, time of release, will be all about me. The other host of Talking Games. My my perfect co-host, <gasps> Andrew. That's so nice. And Ron paid me to say that. <laughs> 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 Episode 100 will be all about <clears throat> us. Kelly Yippee! and Andrew. Yippee! It'll be a history episode. It will be uh it will end with a uh small informal exam. <laughs> if you don't pass. You will lose your ability to listen to the podcast. And you'll explode. Oh, sponsored Many by Enron. Many sources have confirmed this. Sponsored by Enron. <laughs> um, but why don't we just uh, go ahead and get into it? You're not going to hear me talk a lot this episode. Wow. Today's all about Kelly. So true. So very true. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about my history my herstory, if you will. <laughs> this is a good start. This is good. So you're starting it up like a like a History Channel podcast. <laughs> I'm using my all things considered voice. Okay, keep going. And in this episode, we will be talking about Kelly. Um, <laughs> that was my all things considered voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been around on this earth, on this uh, globe, for quite some time. Maybe not that much time. But quite some time. Andrew's laughing. Andrew, Andrew's laughing at me right now. I just want you guys to know. There, there's no good introduction to what I'm about to tell you and what we're going to talk about. What are you about to tell me? Don't worry about it because you're about to find out. 
I feel in the dark. We always have a sheet up, and I don't have it up today. <clears throat> yeah. So there. Suck on that. Oh, whoa, whoa. Whoa, hold on. Wait. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I think you need to start. I think this is, we're off kilter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll start by just sort of talking about the games that were important to me in my youth and how this all got started because I did not come from a family of gamers. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually not true. I kind of did. But anyway, so when I was little, like a wee little lass, um, every Friday, my mother would take me and my older sister to the video store, which um, for our young listeners, you could go there and you could rent <laughs> movies and then you would return them. Uh, but anyway, we would go every Friday and eventually uh, block. we would start going to Blockbuster and eventually they started carrying games. Um, so instead of like renting a movie or a TV show, I started renting games because we had a few at home. Um, a lot of them were my dad's, you know, Madden. I always used to play Madden with him, and I didn't know how to play because I was a ch- I was literally a child. Um, but I would always pick the Denver Broncos because I liked horses, um, and I'm not kidding. And he would let me win, um, so that was nice. But sometimes he would beat me. I mean, beat me in the game. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just feel like I'm trying to be sincere here. But anyway, that's really not an important detail. But he also had this one game that we, me and my sister used to play because there was a couch co-op mode. It was James Bond 007, Agent Under Fire. And it was so much fun. And we used to just like mess around in that game. We didn't even pay attention to the objective. We would just do like couch co-op and just like run around because you could play as like the girl, like the girls, like the Bond girls in uh, the multiplayer. And it was like so much fun. We used to have favorites and everything like that. But anyway, so that was kind of like, okay, this is fun. I want to play more. But like I was little, so asking my parents for video games wasn't really a thing. Um, They mostly just bought me like Littlest Pet Shop toys (laughs) and Bratz dolls, which I do love still. Um, (laughs) I'm a woman of many, uh, many faces. But anyway, so um, yeah, I started like renting games from Blockbuster And this started with, um, you know, it it would always be like licensed games, like movie games, because that's what I wanted to do. Like, I remember playing the Jurassic Park game on the PlayStation 2 because I rented it from Blockbuster. And it was like so much fun because I was like, oh, my God, dinosaurs. It's just like the movie. Um, And we had, you know, that sort of eventually turned to like me trying simulator games so I bought Zoo Tycoon – I didn't buy it. My mother bought it. Zoo Tycoon 2 for the PC, and that was so much fun. I loved that game so much. Um, it was 3D, which was a big deal for Zoo Tycoon because the original game was t- – um, well, it wasn't like 2D, but it wasn't as detailed as 2, mm-hmm. obviously. And there was this mode where you could like walk around with the animals, which was really cool. And we would get all the expansion packs, which were like dinosaurs, and then there was like an Under the Ocean expansion pack. Um, so I had a lot of fun with Zoo Tycoon and then this uh, turned into me playing Harvest Moon, Another Wonderful Life on the GameCube, which was the first Harvest Moon game I ever played. It was the first farming simulator game I ever played. And it like 
changed my life. <laughs> I had so much fun with that game. Another Wonderful Life was different because you, in the original, A Wonderful Life, you got to play as a male character. Um, and you could only play as a male character, which was fine, but I didn't really care. And then in Another Wonderful Life, they let you play as a female character, um, which was a lot more fun for me because I am a girl, for those who don't know. <laughs> um, so I had a lot of fun with that. And that was sort of my first taste of a farming simulator and sort of my first encounter with Harvest Moon as a series. Um, I also played a lot of Animal Crossing when I was little, like a lot, a lot. I had a really close friend of mine who I don't really talk to anymore, but we were friends when we were little. Her name was Delaney, and we used to play Animal Crossing together all the time. And her older brother would always, like, show us all the cheat codes and stuff. It was so much fun. And, you know, I had the little sheet in the book, like, the game uh, case. I had a little sheet written down of all the cheat codes. (laughs) And the old GameCube version of Animal Crossing used to come with a memory card. And I remember being so excited, but you could only use the memory card for Animal Crossing. You couldn't use it for any other games, which was funny. Um, can you hear the train? Yeah. No, the train is now an iconic staple of the Kelly, Kelly <laughs> side of talking games. I feel like the train is kind of immersive for this conversation right now because you arrive in, oh. the, in the town in Animal Crossing GameCube on a train. Uh, yeah. I, actually, um, I put that in sound design-wise. Right, right, right. Not, it's not Mm-mm. natural sound. No. No. It's not organically occurring. Not that. Not that sound. Not nah. Un, not that sound. Unnat sound. Oh, super nat sound, if you will. Mm, I won't. Okay. Ghost train. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so this was like a lot of simulator games when I was little and a lot of movie games. I remember I really enjoyed the Madagascar game for GameCube. I had so much fun playing that game. Um, I played the Barnyard game on my PlayStation 2, <laughs> which is a very rich text uh, shout out to Cameron, a uh, friend of the show who also played the Barnyard game and can attest to my statement there. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the Over the Hedge game I really enjoyed. <gasps> and what I used to do I when I was little is I would just sort of create the world in the game. Like I wouldn't necessarily follow the objective. But I would just like walk around and hang out and be like, I'm doing this today. I'm pretending to be this today. It was very like kind of the way a kid plays a game, you know? Um, and of course, another like big mainstay for me when I was growing up was the Sims, um, played the Sims one on PC. I remember like when my old house, my old, old house, when I was very little, like sitting around a little computer with my mom and my aunt and my sister and playing Sims unleashed for the first time, which was the first, uh, not the first, it was an expansion pack for the first game. And it was where you could have pets. You could have dogs and cats and fish and hamsters. And I remember just being like mind blown at the concept of expansion packs. I didn't really (laughs) get it. (laughs) Still don't. Just kidding. I get it now. Um, So anyway, and The Sims sort of carried me through. I mean, I played Sims 2 Pets on my PlayStation. That was the first um, that I I didn't never I never played The Sims 2 on PC, which is interesting. And then I played The Sims 3. And then obviously I played The Sims 4 now. So that and like Harvest Moon and Animal Crossing, these are games that have been with me like literally my entire life almost. Um, and it's just been very interesting to sort of grow up with them, um, especially like a game like Harvest Moon, which has changed so much. And it has also like spawned so much. Um, I mean, you could argue the same for Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. this sort of like genre of cozy games um, that is so popular now. 
it's like absurd. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Stardew Valley is also one of my favorite games, and that game is very inspired by Harvest Moon. So it's it's been fun to sort of grow and evolve and watch as like other, you know, creators probably are in a similar position as me where they grew up with these games and they want to be and they want to create things that are inspired by them mm-hmm. and take a lot of the DNA to make it better for a more modern uh, world, I guess. <clears throat> um, and then, you know, another big one for me growing up was Pokemon. I mean, it's so interesting. Everybody has a very uh, – everybody has a story about Pokemon, like, when they're growing up. I started – my first Pokemon game was Pokemon Ruby. Um, I never played silver and I never, or silver, gold or crystal. And then I never played red, blue or green. Mm -hmm. So, or yellow, I guess was the old ones. Um, so I started with Ruby. I loved it. I had such a good time. And then I kind of grew out of it. I played diamond and I really enjoyed it. And then I went through a phase where I was like, Pokemon isn't cool. I can't be, I can't be playing video games. Uh, this was middle school. And as a, if you've ever been a middle school girl, (laughs) or even just middle school in general there's like the whole world is looking at you all the time and everything is the worst thing that's ever happened to you so i just simply could not play it and then i just remember um i was at a sleepover it was like a friend's sleepover and i brought my ds and she had and i'm not gonna out her but she had an action replay do you remember those yeah oh i remember those and uh i put it in my ds Uh oh yeah Everybody, don't listen. Um, And I saw a game called Pokemon Platinum on there. And I was like, what is this? So I played it and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like having so much fun. Like this is, I mean, this, it was Diamond, right? But it was obviously more. It was obviously more. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be real secretive about this. Um, So I kept playing Pokemon. Obviously, Black and White came out not too soon after uh, and I think at that point I was maybe in, no, I think I was still in middle school, but anyway, it doesn't really matter. The timeline was basically that I got back into it and then obviously I still play it today. So it's just one of those things that another one of those things that is sort of, uh, carried across my entire life yeah. basically. Um, so, you know, once I got to high school, time started being a little less, uh, free. So it was harder for me to play games as much. Um, But when I got to high school, this was really when I started getting into like RPGs and like more in-depth worlds. Um, 2011, I was a sophomore in high school, aging myself a little bit here. And, uh, oh God. (laughs) Yeah, don't get into the existential part. Um, and And I played Skyrim and it was like, it cha- it was like it was changed my life it was so much fun it was like i had never played such an in-depth um game like i had never gone through something that was so big in scope um while also being not super overwhelming for me um and that sort of opened the door for a, a couple other things and i <laughs> this is a funny story i so i looked into sky i you know obviously i wanted to know more about skyrim and like the people who made it Around this time when I was like a sophomore slash, well, I would say freshman, when I was young in high school, that's when I really started getting into like online fandom. Um, (laughs) That's when I got my Tumblr account, uh, which I will never share with anybody. Um, But that's really when the doors opened for me and I was like, oh, wow, 
there's so many people out there that play these games and create content around them. So, you know, I did a little bit of digging and I found and I learned about Bethesda and then I learned about Fallout and I was like, wow, these games are crazy. Like, I really want to play these games, but I don't know if I am allowed because I was, you know, I was a kid. I mean, I was 16. I was probably like 16 or 15 at this point. So I wasn't really that young, but I was pretty young and I didn't, you know, this was never like a conversation that I ever broached with my parents. So I remember I bought Fallout 3 on Amazon and... When I got it, I like hid it from my parents because it was an <laughs> M-rated game. Now, mind you, Skyrim was also an M-rated game, but to me, Fallout was a little bit more serious because if you've ever played Skyrim versus Fallout, Fallout's a little bit gorier. Yeah. Um, I would I would argue uh, Fallout's a little bit more mature anyway. But um, so I played Fallout Three for the first time, and I had so much fun. And I remember it, um. And then obviously Fallout New Vegas came out like two years after that. Played that. Had a great time. I didn't buy Fallout 3 when it first came out. I think I bought Fallout 3 at like in 2012, maybe. And that's when I started playing Fallout New Vegas as well. Um, <clears throat> so it was already about two years old at that point. But anyway, so that that, that was kind of my journey with RPGs. Um, <laughs> and I dipped my toe a little bit into the JRPG world, obviously, with Persona. Mm-hmm. That was another game that I was like... Uh, <laughs> I was insistent on getting a PSP for Christmas one year. I was like, please get me a PSP. I know it's expensive, but like I, I want it and I want it and that's all. And I was spoiled. I was a spoiled kid. So they so I got a PSP for Christmas. Um and I play I bought a Harvest Moon game for it. It was like a I can't even remember. I think it was called Save the Homeland or something like that. Save the Homefront. I can't remember. <laughs> so it sounds a Save little bit racist now. <laughs> Yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> and that was sort of what I was playing for a little bit. But then I was like, I did the same thing. I ordered Persona 3 Portable on Amazon and I ran upstairs as soon as it got to the front door and I unpacked it and I hid it under the bed. I hid the case under the bed and I played Persona 3 Portable. And uh, like I'm saying, it's funny talking about it now because I wasn't that young. I could handle a mature game. Yeah. But I just in my head, I was kind of, I was a, I was a really good kid. I never did anything bad ever, except um, buy Persona Three on Amazon and hide it under your bed. Exactly, and the <laughs> truth is, my parents would not care. Um, none of you have ever met my parents, uh, except for Andrew. But they're very, very relaxed, and they would not give a care in the world. But anyway, um, so that, so that was sort of what was going on for me as I was a little bit older started getting into RPGs. Um, obviously, there's two really big ones that I talk about all the time. One that I probably mention once an episode. <laughs> um, so I kind of have a weird journey with Dragon Age. It's very interesting. I was, it was the summer after my freshman year of high school. So it was 2011 at this point. Um Dragon Age 2 had come out in March, and I never played the first one. Um, but I saw that it was like a role-playing game and that you could customize your character, and that was important to me. And I saw that you could romance people, which that was also very important to me. <laughs> um, so I uh, rented it from Blockbuster, if you can believe it. Blockbuster was still around at this point. And I remember playing it, and I had so much fun. And I was like, this game is so 
incredible. I cannot believe it. And I played through the whole game. And I was like, okay, what now? So I had to go back. So I went back to Blockbuster. And I rented Dragon Age Origins. And I played it. And it was like, it changed my life. I did not know you could ever play a game where that much choice and that much customization could go into it and still and it would still have be impactful and effective so i like automatically f- fell in love um and to be able to then take my choices from the first game and carry them over into the second game i was like oh my god nothing ha- will ever be like this ever again <laughs> it was it was like revolutionary to me um and <laughs> It's kind of funny at Blockbuster back this was like I said this was like 2011 so Blockbuster was kind of already inching out the door but it, it used to be that if you rented a game for long enough and you still didn't return it and you kept not returning it you could just buy it. Yeah. So I bought Dragon Age Origins for $1. Wow. I literally still have that copy. It does not work anymore <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I put it in my Xbox. Um and while it was playing, I moved my Xbox, and it scratched the disc so bad it just won't play anymore. Aww. But I still have that copy because it's it has the sticker on it from Blockbuster still that's like, buy it. Yeah, the little <laughs> circle sticker. Yeah, and uh, um, I still have it. So And I had to do the same. I went on Amazon, and I bought a new copy. Um <laughs> And then there was the long wait for Dragon Age 3. Yeah. Which is comical to say long wait now because it was three years versus <laughs> what it is now, which is going on uh, eight. But anyway, um, so I I kind of did the same thing that I did with Skyrim. I was like, well, I need to learn more. Like, I need to look into this. And that's when I learned about Mass Effect, um, also created by BioWare. And I was like, okay, space, not 100% my jam as much as fantasy is but i can dig it same thing i started with the second game because that was the newer one at that point and i was like wait this is incredible like this is almost the same as dragon age but you get to play the same character throughout all three games well at that point it was all two games same choices carryover romance it was very important to me (laughs) um so i was like okay let me get into it um went back rented the first game played it uh carried that character over into the second game and i got in at just the right time because mass effect 3 was coming out in 2012 so i only really had to wait a couple months um and that that was sort of my journey with those two games and then you know these games they like stay with you for so many periods of your life Mm -hmm. like dragon age for me started when I was just a kid, you know, when I was like 16 or 15. And, uh, like I remember playing Inquisition when it first came out, it was like fall 2014. That was when I was, yeah, that's when I was in college. And I remember bringing my little Xbox 360 because that's what I had at the time playing Dragon Age Inquisition on my little TV on my Xbox 360, which at that point in 2014, was it was a last-gen console. The game did not look great <laughs> on Xbox 360 or PlayStation 3. Um, and, you know, it was like 
I don't know. It was it was just it's one of those things that it just like stuck with me and it was there with me for a long time. And then I saved up enough money and I bought a used PlayStation 4 and I got to play the Dragon Age uh, Inquisition DLC trespasser which was only available on next gen well at that time it was not next gen it was current gen and now it's past gen but um but yeah so i just have a lot of fond memories and and i mean those games to me sort of taught me like story is the most important thing to me um and those games to me sort of taught me I don't even know how to explain it. Just like the importance of of narrative and and how much it can really connect you to the world and to the characters and to the game. Um, And then, you know, once you get in college, you're kind of like, I just didn't have as much time to play games anymore. Yeah. I didn't have my consoles with me at school except for the PlayStation well, I had my Xbox 360 my first year, and that I had my PlayStation my second year, but I just didn't have time. You're so busy at college, and when you're not busy, like, with classes and, and other stuff, it's, like, it's always friends and going out and doing stuff. Um, and then, you know, my second year, I um, I guess we'll get into this a little bit more in later episode, uh, in two episodes, I should say. But that's when I met Andrew, and that's kind of when I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I am a gamer. Hold on. Wait. I am. I promise. <laughs> um, and I and I was sort of able to, like, reconnect, and, like, we were doing the radio show, which was all about video games, um, which helped me to sort of not necessarily get back into it because I don't think I ever left, but to sort of stay – I'm not going to say abreast – but to stay up to date on like what was going on and you know obviously around this time not necessarily this time it was like 2016 maybe 2017 I mean this is when I things started to expand a little bit for me because I just had more flexibility with like what I could buy what I could do um you know, sequels to games that I played when I was in high school were coming out. Like Fallout 4 came out in 2015, mm. um, which was a, a really big deal for me. And I remember, like, playing it in my dorm, but I had to be really quiet because my roommate was sleeping at the time. <laughs> so the whole emotional impact of, like, the first hour of that game was completely lost on me because I was listening to it at, like, a two. <laughs> um <laughs> Which is fine, considering the emotional impact of the rest of the game uh, simply does not exist. So. <laughs> um, sorry. But uh, and then obviously, like a few years later, Persona 5 came out. That was a big deal. Um, I started doing like video game writing uh, for like um, for for college for the for the for like the the radio station, basically. Um, so I just got a little bit more involved in that regard and. Um, a couple years later, I got my switch, uh, which is, which helped me. I skipped the Wii U because, well, you're smart. <laughs> so there were a few games that I did not get the opportunity to play, but, um, I, I got my switch and that's when I was able to play Breath of the Wild and, and, um, I was sort of able to get back into Fire Emblem. I played Fire Emblem uh, Awakening when it came out, actually, 
Mm. Um, because I had heard that it was really good. And once again, I saw that you could customize your character and, and romance character. So I was like, I'm in. That's all you had to say to me. <laughs> um, and I had so much fun with Awakening. And I, I, you know, I was so hyped for Fates when it came out. And I still, like at the time, I really enjoyed it. Uh, now looking back, it's definitely not the best game in the series. But yeah. there's still parts of it that are really fun for me. The maps on uh, Conquest, I think, are really great. And there were characters that I liked, but there were just like thousands of characters. So, and then obviously, like, uh, you know, now that I'm out of school and now that I'm an independent, relatively speaking, adult, <laughs> I, you know, I, <clears throat> I have my PC now, and that is a whole other beast uh, when it comes to like being able to play games and play games in a new way. Um, I talked about it a lot on this show, but like, being able to go back and play old games that I really enjoyed like in high school and growing up, but like adding mods to them and like changing them and and playing them in different ways through those mods. That's been really, really fun for me and really, really incredible, so to speak. Um, Like having my PlayStation five, which right now is the Netflix machine. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I played resident evil four on it. Okay. All right. And three and two. So don't come for me. Um, and maybe I'll play Final Fantasy 16 soon. Um, but anyway, uh, and, and like, st- I still have my Switch, obviously. Like, I'm, st- it, it, it's just been really fun at this point in my life, um, being able to reconnect to those old games that I really enjoyed. And <clears throat> I know we sort of maybe poke fun about, like, everything gets remade or remastered, but it really is, a joy to be able to like replay them and and i've been playing a lot of harvest moon uh well i'm sorry it's called story of seasons now um i've been playing a lot of the story of seasons a wonderful life remake and it's been so much fun because it's so nostalgic for me um and it reminds me of being little and i have very fond memories of like playing on my gamecube um and i have one specific memory i was like playing on my gamecube it was maybe Thanksgiving, um, and my grandparents were over, and they were. My grandpa used to cook. He was such a good cook, um, and like I just remember like playing my game and the song that was playing in the game. And I just I the you know what song is really nostalgic for me, and you're gonna laugh, but it's like the NFL theme that plays. It's like da 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 da, and I just remember that was playing in the background as I was playing my Harvest Moon game. Um, so I always think of that whenever I play Harvest Moon. Even now, when I play the remake, that's yeah. what I'm thinking of because I hear the song and then I hear the NFL song <laughs> and then I think of my grandpa's cooking and it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's very nostalgic for me. And as you get older, uh, you start to just, um, you know, yearn more and more for the things that made you happy when you were little. So being able to to go back to that and, and still glean some enjoyment from that has been really fun for me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, I, it, I'm excited for what's to come this year. I think that being able to have stuff to look forward to, like, I'm not going to lie. It's been a little bit hard to be super excited about games. Like last year, it wasn't very exciting for me, especially like after Elden Ring came out. <clears throat> um, it just wasn't like, I was like, well, that's the last big thing that I was excited for for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I've been you know 
we joke about it all the time, but like with Dragon Age, it's like it's it, to, to me, it doesn't even feel like it's happening because um, it's been so long and we and it keeps getting ignored and and it's like whatever. And that's sad. But it's also, you know, there's so many other things to look forward to. And now I finally feel like at this point I'm more excited again. Like I was I was very excited when Resident Evil 4 came out, very excited for uh, Tears of the Kingdom, very excited for Starfield, very excited for Baldur's Gate 3. Um, so even with stuff that's not necessarily like a return to the stuff that I played when I was younger and the stuff that I enjoyed when I was younger, um, having new stuff to be excited for makes me happy. Makes yeah. me feel um, like I'm not just living in the past all the time. Yeah. Even though I am. In like a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in like a I'm trapped way. but in like <laughs> I'm <way>. trapped. <laughs> but in a good way, yeah. Um, so that's kind of, that was kind of my journey with video games. Obviously there's like, there's so much, so many other things that I'm like not mentioning or, or that I've forgotten about. Um, when you're little, it's like you play games with your friends and that's the fun part of it. Yeah. And you make little worlds within the game with your friends. Um, like I was talking about earlier with Animal Crossing. Me and my friend Delaney used to just like be like, okay, and these two are and these two villagers are fighting, and these two are best friends, and we're gonna pretend to be the doctor in town, and we're gonna go around and check everybody out. It was like that was not something that existed within the game. Yeah. We just made that up because we were kids, and when you're a kid, you you've got you know you've got all these like creative ideas about life and things and the world and. You know, the light hasn't gone out yet, I guess. I'm not saying that the light has gone out now, but, uh, you know, I'm a little more cynical now than I was when I was little. But, yeah. um, but yeah, so, so that's Kelly. That's Kelly. Neatly wrapped and, uh, maybe not so neat. Messily wrapped in a, uh, 45 minute episode. On brand wrapped. Sure, sure, sure. I loved yeah. it. I like hearing, I don't know, you know, we talk about games all the time and like, I know what you like. I know how you feel about Dragon Age, how you feel about Fallout, like that kind of stuff. But it's just, there's just something special about hearing about it in context, you know? Yeah. Like I could sit here all day and listen to you talk about like Dragon Age is good because I like this, 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 but it's more fun when you're like, oh, I went to Blockbuster and I got it and then I kept yeah. it. Like that's, that's fantastic. So. Yeah. I mean, it was really... And I didn't want to spend too much time on Dragon Age because I talk about it so much. <laughs> like, I get it. I know you guys. I know. It's annoying. I get it. But it's like, I truly feel like the world that they created and the characters, it's like, it's just, to me, there's nothing else like it. Um, and there's nothing else that will ever be like it. And I know that seems like I'm really hyping it up. And I probably am. And I'm sure that if you opened up Dragon Age Origins now and played it, you were like, well, that was fun, but it wasn't like, you know, I, I don't know what Kelly was talking about. I get that. Um, but to me, it just, it's, it, it, I think it made me a better writer. I think it made me better at, at reading, like understanding themes and narrative and context clues. And like, I just feel like, because I, I played it at such a, you know, I, I played it at such a formative period in my life. Mm -hmm. I was like 16 years old, maybe 15. I can't remember. Um, I was 16. 
So I played it at such a formative period in my life that it just like it it's it's stuck in my head and it will never come out. Yeah. Um, and the thing too is that, and I won't talk about this as much because it's maybe not as related, but it it is really the game that opened the door to fandom for me, and that's that's like a whole other thing. You know, that's where you have all the people like making fan art and like writing fan fiction and creating. You know, Tumblr was such a big place at the time, and it exposed me to so many other ideas and like even like worldviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it really changed the trajectory of my life in that way. So, no big deal. Dragon Age Four when? Uh, yeah, I didn't. Okay, so <laughs> just as a side note. I like know that Dragon Age 4 has been in the works for a long time. But when you said something about like, oh, yeah, I played Inquisition my freshman year of college. And I'm like, oh, I was still in high school when you played that. Meaning yeah. it's been that many. Like it has been the entirety of college and then the entirety of our post-college adulthood that you've been waiting. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. Much more <laughs> it's it is hard to because to me, it feels like I just well. It does feel like I just played that game because I did just play that game because I replay it like every year. But the truth <laughs> is, is that to me, it doesn't feel like that long ago because college doesn't feel that long ago to me. But realistically, it was a very long time ago. It was almost 10 years ago. Yeah. So. Oh, God. Yeah. Let's save the existential. <laughs> let's save the existential stuff for the episode where we're talking about like the history of us. Yeah. Yeah. Because I got existential. Oh. You were talking about like, oh, I was playing video games at like my grandparents' house with a football song. And I was like, I I, I have the same experience. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? And, and you know what's funny? It's like those songs that I hear. And this is just like a, a tangent. But my sister used to. So our we had like a family room. And it was my little tiny CT, CRTV, my GameCube. And then our family computer was right next to it. And my sister used to sit on our family computer and she used to listen to music on her iTunes speakers, no headphones, and and write. She She's a writer, so she would write. Um, and she would go on MySpace. But, uh, <laughs> and I would sit there and I remember playing um, <laughs> the Madagascar game. <laughs> and you know what song I always associate with the game now? And, like, if you don't know the song, this is going to sound stupid. Like, it's, it's not going to be that funny. But you know the song Hide and Seek by uh, Imogen Heap? Uh-huh. It's like, who are we? It's like really, it's a really sad song. <laughs> I can't always associate it with Madagascar the game because it was playing. She would listen to it while I was playing my game. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, I'm Marty, the, I'm Marty the Zebra or Marty the Giraffe. No, Marty the Zebra. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the character's name does not matter. But it was like, it. it's just stuff like that. It's like, it just sticks in your head. Till the day you die, you know, <laughs> not to get existential, but it's like these are the these are the memories that follow you through life. Yeah, that's so funny. <sighs> that's so funny. <laughs> and I remember the first my first brush with death was like my cow dying in Harvest Moon. Oh, and it was so sad, and I cried and I cried and I cried. And my parents didn't really get it. My mom was like, why would they, Why would they let your animal die in that game? And it's like she she was kind of right, but that that <laughs> Harvest Moon game was um. Was a little bit more, I don't want to say dark, but it was a little bit more real. They should have had like a, I'm a child, don't make me deal with death mode. <laughs> it 
Yeah. And I never finished the game, but at the, well, I guess this is a spoiler. It's a very old game. But at the end of the game, your character does die. Uh So it's like, I never finished it, so I never got to that part. That would have been rough But that was the first time in my life I was like, this is my fault that this animal is dead. (laughs) Isn't that insane? And it was a Harvest Moon game. Ugh. Because I just didn't have enough fodder and I didn't have money because I wasn't good at the game. Because yeah. as a kid, I didn't know how to organize crops. <laughs> and you killed the cow. And I ki- and, the, and that cow died because of me. And I just, it was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like I can look back on that and laugh, you know. But at yeah. the time, it was devastating. I, I was never, I never thought I was going to recover. Well, I'm glad you did. Me too. And now I have cows. Now the memory of that cow lives on in the cows that I have in the remake that I'm playing right now. Everything comes full circle. It it really, truly does. That was special, Kelly. I'm glad we did that. Yeah. I had fun. I love talking about myself, so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just kidding. Sorry. I I ruined the moment. I'm sorry. No, it was what you deserved. Oh. Like you deserved to to revel in your joy, not to oh, ruin oh. the episode. Sorry. <laughs> like, what do you mean what I deserved? Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about all my favorite games and to talk about my life and to get a little bit nostalgic and a little bit emotion. You didn't cry. I might. So we'll see next I episode. I didn't cry. I did not cry. I am thinking about my cow now and I'm crying a little bit. Oh, well, maybe... Maybe that's a good sign that you uh, you should stop talking. Oh, okay. This nice, like, sweet episode all about Kelly, and at the end, I just get mad at you. Like, can you stop? <laughs> can we be done? Could you please stop? I'm over this. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening to my story. Um, stay tuned next. Excuse me. Bless you. Bless Kelly. Stay tuned next week. Um, and you'll learn all about Andrew's journey with video games. Wow. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.